You have been led to believe that everything you have experienced isn't real. That there's an explanation. But what if they're wrong? What if something has reached out to you from beyond? Let me tell your true stories. Let me tell them. Until they all believe. Hi everyone. Welcome to your bonus episode of Shadow Files, episode four, for subscribers only. This episode is called The House Down the Road, and it's a very eerie experience sent in by Jesse. It raises a lot of questions that we will address at the end. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into Jesse's story. Hi. My name is Jesse, and this happened to us back in 2016 in a rural area in the state of Maryland. My husband and I had only been married a little over a year when he got the promotion of a lifetime, and it was completely unexpected. He was now the youngest VP his firm had ever had, and he received a significant enough pay raise that I was fortunate enough to not have to work now. I had always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and now I could do that without financial worries. Our daughter was six months old, and we were house shopping. Life was good, and we couldn't have been more excited. We found a house way out in the country. It was an old farmhouse and needed many repairs, but with the acreage and low price, we couldn't pass it up. After some immediate structural repairs and a few updates, we were ready for move-in day. There were no neighbors, except for one house down the road. It was down the road from our house. You could see the backyard area and the rear of the house as it sat on a sharp bend in the road. I had wanted to be completely isolated, but this was far enough away that it didn't bother me that I could see it, and barely at that. After getting settled and used to a new routine, I realized how much I loved this place. It was late spring, and I had our now nearly one-year-old out in the backyard, enjoying the weather and playing with some toys. I sat myself in a lounge chair and was laughing at our daughter, Macy, playing with her toys. This was the first time I had noticed the residents down the road. I could see a mom and two small children outside, doing exactly as we were. I couldn't hear them, though, as we were a bit too far, but I imagine one day our daughter might become friends with them. Maybe one day soon I would go introduce myself, I thought. Yeah, that's a good idea. Country folk are generally friendly, especially in keeping good-natured with your only neighbor. It was around this time that some big ideas were floating around my husband's company, And the only issue was that some of the foreign offices were not willing to move forward until meeting my husband in person. They said it was impolite and disrespectful that he had not properly taken his position. Well, nobody had told him that this was expected, and he immediately apologized, and he scheduled an extended trip overseas. This would leave Macy and me alone for about seven weeks or so. I thought it was the perfect time to properly introduce myself to the neighbors. The following week, he was packed and gone. At first, it would be nice. I enjoyed solitude. But 
I would miss him soon enough. As I baked the casserole lunch, I practiced my introduction. Hi, I'm your neighbor. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Jesse, and we recently bought the house down the road. Ah, hi, I'm Jesse. Who are you? <laughs> I would just play with it. I'll play it by ear and see how receptive she was, and we'll go from there. Pre-planning any conversation never seemed to work. I packed up the lunch, plopped my baby in her stroller, and off we went. It was a beautiful day for a walk, and I was excited to meet someone new. We arrived about 20 minutes later. Still smiling, I lightly tapped on the front door. I didn't hear any sounds from the inside. Oops, maybe it was nap time. I decided to sneak away and maybe stop back later. I turned to leave when I heard the front door open, and peeking out, showing only her face, was a beautiful young woman. Oh, hello, I said, smiling my friendliest smile. I turned back toward her house when she said, Hi, what is it you want? Oh, I said, I, I don't want anything. I... I just wanted to introduce myself. We recently bought that house, and I said that while pointing toward our home. She glanced toward our house and said, When are you moving in? Oh, well, we have been living there already for a few months. She looked me up and down, her children crowding the bottom area of the door to get a look at me. They were curious and shyly smiling, but avoiding eye contact. They were adorable. Then she said, I ain't noticed anyone living there for a long time. The look on my face seemed to snap her out of her rudeness. I'm sorry, she said. I'm just not used to other people much. I suppose my manners could use a refreshing. Please join me for a tea on the porch here. She splayed her hand toward the front porch sitting area. Why, thank you. A tea sounds lovely. By the way, my name's Jessie, and this little one is Macy. And you are? I'm Cora, and my boy's James and daughter Delinda. Have a seat. I'll be right back. She went to get us refreshments, and I made myself and Macy comfortable on her porch swing. After being gone for quite a while, she came back out with no drinks. Her demeanor completely changed. She looked at me as if I were there to harm her and said, What do you want? I'm sorry, I said. I, I don't want anything. I, I, I was just being neighborly and I wanted to meet you and your children. My children, she said abruptly. What you want with them? My children are fine and none of your concern. I was feeling confused and attacked somehow. I decided to leave. I'm sorry, Cora. I think there's been a misunderstanding between us, and I don't want any hard feelings here. We, we can try another day if you're feeling better. It was nice to meet you. And I headed off the porch towards the driveway. She stood and followed me and said in an angry, hushed whisper, If you think for a minute I don't know what you are up to, then you have another thing coming, Missy. You go on now. Get off my property. Go on and stay gone. I was in a complete state of confusion. What the hell had just happened? She seemed guarded when I first arrived, but then seemed to be receptive to us having a chat over tea. And then 
and all nosedived, and why? I had no idea. Then it occurred to me, oh my god, what if she has some type of mental health issue, and nobody is around to know? This scared me for those kids of hers. I had never noticed a vehicle there. I don't, I don't think she had a husband or a boyfriend living there. My head was spinning with the possibilities of what the hell was happening in that house and with those babies. I took it upon myself now that I was the official neighborhood watch, albeit the neighborhood was one house, but I would watch nonetheless, and I did. In over a week, I had not seen one vehicle come there, nor had she left. I did see them all out in the yard one evening, but that was the only day. The following week, it was the same. No vehicles, no visitors, and no leaving the house. Okay, so what about groceries, I thought. My God, was she feeding them? I was telling my husband on the phone that night about all the watching I was doing, and he thought I was going too far. I should just mind my own business, is what he said. Wasn't that the reason we wanted to live in the country, and now you, of all people, are nebbing on our only neighbor? But she's not getting groceries, I said, and there's never mail. The children have only been outside two times in the last two weeks, and the weather has been beautiful. So you're spying on everything they do? Are, are you okay? Seriously, hon, are you okay? The sincerity in his voice was the only thing keeping me from being offended. Yes, yes, I'm okay. I am truly only concerned for the children. That's all. He understood that and said that the best thing he could offer for me to do was to call CYS, Children and Youth Services, and let them handle it. And I needed to mind my own business from now on. You're, you're right, I said. I'm, I'm getting all emotional and it's gotten the best of me. I'll call them tomorrow. And with that and a few I love yous, we hung up. The next day I did call CYS. I reported her strange behavior. I told the rest of the things I had told my husband and they said, thanks for calling. We will look into it. And they hung up on me. What the hell? I watched the house now even more because I wanted to see CYS roll up and see what happened. I watched for days and then I saw Cora come out the back door and had both kids by the hand and they seemed to be going for a walk. I didn't like it. She had given me a terrible vibe the day I met her, like I really felt there was something very wrong with her mentally. I wanted to follow her into those woods with those babies, but my phone rang and it was my husband. Again, he told me, stop stalking the neighbor, and I could tell he was actually really upset with me. Okay, I said, I'll stop, but just so you know, she just took those children into the backfield and up to the woods. Jesus Christ, Jesse. So she took her kids for a walk. Seriously, I am halfway around the world, and this is what you want to talk about? I can't do this today. I will call you tomorrow. And he hung up. Well, maybe he was right. I have been kind of obsessed with her since I met her. Maybe I needed to focus on my own family and forget about those people. Something wasn't right over there, but I wasn't going to cause fights with my husband over it. 
It was hard enough him not being home. About a week later, state police and another car pulled into my driveway. I went out to see what was happening. A very large, muscular policeman looked at me and said, Jesse. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm Jesse. What can I do for you, officer? Just then a woman got out of the other vehicle and asked the same. Are you Jesse? Yes, I am. What, what's this all about? Ma'am, I'm Officer Hagel, and we are here to do a welfare check on your family. We understand that you, your husband, and infant daughter are living here? Yes, yes, but why are you here? I, I haven't done anything wrong. In fact, I reported, excuse me, but is your husband home? What? No. No, he's overseas right now for another two weeks or so, but what have I done? I, I reported the neighbor over there. Y you have the wrong house. I pointed towards Cora's house and said, in fact, I'm very worried about them. I saw her last night taking them into the woods. They were looking at me with what seemed to be pity, and it was pissing me off. Listen, I said, I am concerned for those two children. My child is in there napping and is perfectly safe. Ma'am, that's what we are here to find out. Now, now, please, you come with me over here and let Mrs. Oliver do her job. Wait, what? No, you aren't going in my house. This is wrong. It's the neighbor, not me. I, I couldn't comprehend any of this. I escorted them into my home, though. And they checked on Macy, checked the water, the fridge, the furnace, pantry. They seemed satisfied. However, now they wanted me to come with them for a further interview. I refused. We interview here, I said. I'm expecting a call from my husband. And like I said, he's overseas and he would be really worried if I wasn't home. Okay, okay, Officer Hagel held his hand up to Mrs. Oliver and said, let's, let's conduct the interview here. Everything here is in perfect order. I see no need to go further at this point. They both had many questions about my experience with Cora. I explained it all over and over again. And finally, Officer Hagel said, up to this point, everything seems fine. Do me a favor, Jesse. Pack up your little one and come with me over to the neighbor's house. Oh, I don't know about that, officer. She's going to be very upset that I called you. I don't want her trying to get even with me. No, no, he said. It it, it won't happen. Humor me. Come with me, please. I, I insist. Macy and I rode with him to Cora's house. We got out of the car and headed toward the front porch, and I froze. I couldn't take another step and I don't think I even took a breath. What I saw before me was complete and instant insanity. This house was not the same. The windows, some were boarded up and the rest were broken. The front door hung from the hinges. The stairs were all crooked from years of neglect. The front porch swing that I had sat on was in pieces and rotting on the porch. And the porch was so rotten that it was leaning. Wait, 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 no, no. This this isn't right. What this, what the holy fuck? No. 
I couldn't barely breathe and was not altogether okay at that moment. I started crying at the whole situation because I didn't understand. I could not possibly understand. This was not the same house I had just been at. I was pointing and crying and explaining that I I was just here and I was possibly appearing crazy. Officer Hagel dismissed Mrs. Oliver. He said, I'll take it from here. I'll call you if I need you. She reluctantly left, her eyes on me the whole time as she walked to her car. Officer Hagel then gently guided me back to his car. Get in, Jesse. Now we're really going to have a conversation, and this one, it's off the books. We sat in his car, and he said, My daddy was a cop too. That's why I wanted to be a cop, because I admired my dad. And I can tell you now that I'm a cop. All these years, I admire my dad even more. It's a tough job, and even tougher when you give a shit about people. Not caring about them makes this job easier. But I'm not built that way. Every once in a while, we come across a situation that, well, that we can't explain logically. I have seen it before, and so has my dad. I dismiss Mrs. Oliver, and I will have to answer for that. And I will. But off the record here, I think I have an idea of what happened. And I'll never admit to it if you tell anyone. After all, I have a reputation to protect. And he winked at me and smiled. Jesse, when my dad was a cop, they got a call from the man who used to live here. He'd come home from his river barge job three weeks on two weeks off type of deal back then and his wife and kids were gone my daddy responded to the call he searched their house and the property best he could as it was winter and a heavy snowstorm was happening he found no traces of her or the kids there was food on the table slightly warm coffee on the stove toys on the floor Everyone's belongings were where they should be. It was like they just disappeared. Even more worrisome was all the kids' winter jackets and snow gear was in the hall closet. Cora's too. They had a property search the next few days and they found nothing. And nobody will ever know where she took those kids that night. No jackets, nothing to protect them from the storm. Terrible sad story most people figured she was going crazy in her head being alone with the two little ones and with him gone so much there was nobody to notice her condition from all accounts she was a good mother until she took those kids out in that storm could be she thought she was taking them for a walk not considering the harm it would cause because of her diminished mind ah well it's it's all speculation and it really Really, it's all that makes sense, I guess. Though, some folks say, and are positive, that she just up and left her husband. Went with another man. We can never know. The answer is lost to that blizzard and to time itself. My eyes were so wide. I know my mouth likely was hanging open as well as he told the story. I didn't have any words, he continued. Now, as I recall... 
The father moved out of this house and never came back. Just straight up abandoned the property. The county just never got around to demolishing it yet. It just kind of sits back here, forgotten. So when you say you talked to Cora and seen her kids, then, well, I suppose you did. I don't know the how or the why, but your call to CYS came about 40 years too late. And when it was realized what house you were reporting, we all thought maybe you were the one losing your mind a little, and that's why we came to investigate you. Then he glanced at me, smiled his crooked smile, trying to comfort me. I said, so you're saying I saw ghosts? Call it what you want, Jesse. I'm just a cop. Now, let's get on with our day and put this behind us. Nobody can help those babies now. And for all we know, they could be growed up somewhere living a great life with no memory of this place. Who knows, though? Maybe what you saw was a memory. My grandma used to say that the earth holds memories, and sometimes we can see them. I would suggest you keep to yourself, though, if you see Cora and the kids outside again. And he gave a wink at that and started to drive off. I yelled, Officer Hagel, wait! What, what do I tell my husband? And he looked at me and said, Tell him about what? And drove away. So I stood there. I watched him drive off. Then I turned and stared at that house down the road for a while. A long while. The following year, I had a privacy fence put up on that side of the house. I no longer wanted to look at that house down the road. The experience sent me spiraling into a depression, and nothing anyone told me could make me feel better. Until one day, I heard children laughing in the back field, <laughs> and I think that's all I really needed to hear. Thanks for reading this, and bless the little children. Wow, what a story. What an experience to have gone through. It's a mind blower. I'd like to think she simply left her husband and raised her children elsewhere. It's surprising how often people do this. They disappear, and yet they're off somewhere being just fine. But in this case, we don't know what happened. I'm assuming there was an investigation into the husband, and for any foul play on his part. Thanks for sharing this very traumatic story, and I am glad you have recovered from the depressed mental state that it sent you into. I have to wonder why you were shown the house as it was, and why did you see Cora and the children? I'm very curious about what the purpose was in that. I'm also curious about what Officer Hagel said about the Earth holding memories. So, we know the Earth has a magnetic field. We also know that when we wanted to save music years ago, we used cassette tapes, and they were magnetic. Is it possible that with the Earth's magnetic powers and whatever else conditions are perfect, could the Earth itself project a memory? Something to consider. Jesse, take care, and thanks so much for sending this experience to us. If you've had a paranormal or supernatural experience, please let me tell your story. Send it to mytruestory at myyahoo.com. Thanks everyone for listening and subscribing. Thank you so much. Your support means the world to me. I'll see y'all next time. Peace and love and bye for now.
Thanks for being here today. I hope to see you next time on Paranormal and Supernatural True Stories. Will your experience be the next one I tell? Send all communications and stories to mytruestory at myyahoo.com. In the meantime, leave the light.